He did. Well, what did he say? Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh. See, I told you, Elizabeth. I told you that God would fight for you. Oh, Jesus. All right, baby, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> devil. You just got your butt kicked. My God is faithful. And my God is powerful. And my God is in charge. You can't fire him and he'll never retire. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. My God is good. My God is good. Well, man, I hope that you find yourself in a season where you can, like Miss Clara there in that movie War Room, be able to uh, just see and experience God's faithfulness and God coming through in miraculous ways in your life. But, but maybe if you're honest, and, and, and most of us find ourselves more often in seasons of wondering, where is God? Or is it God moving in a way that, that maybe we didn't expect? Or we're in situations and circumstances that we just don't quite understand. And, and what do we do in those moments? What do we do in those times where we want to try to stand firm, but we're not sure if we're doing the right things? Or we're not sure if we're doing enough of the right things either? Well, my name is Greg Petersheim, and I'm the executive pastor here at Grace Point Church of Paradise. And I'm glad to join you this morning here via online, a little different way here this morning to have church, but I'm glad to have, uh, for the technology and be able to join you uh, online. Also, if you're listening to our podcast later, uh, we'd love to have you uh, connect in that way as well. But we're in this series, and it's a four-part series, and it's the last part this morning, and I'm excited about this, this series called Stand Firm, and we're, and we're looking at a letter that Paul wrote to an early church in Ephesus that Paul uh, gave. There was a persecuted church, and he wrote to this church. He said, here's some things. Here's eight things I want you to do to be able to stand firm in this life. Stand firm in the strength and the power of the Lord. And the first week, we looked at this idea of the perspective, this idea that, that there are things that we try on our own or that we see from our own view, and that we're not supposed to fight from, as flesh and blood against flesh and blood, that, that Christ offers this identity to us and that we are supposed to fight and see things from his perspective and from God's perspective. And then in the second week, we looked at this idea that Paul wrote. He said, I want you to, I want you to put on some things. I want, to, I want you to put on Christ's righteousness and not, not try to do things on our own, not try to, to do right things and good things so that we can earn a spot in, with God's favor, but, but to actually just receive the righteousness that comes from God and remember that it's through Him and through the Holy Spirit that enables the fruit of the Holy Spirit to, for us to be in love, joy, peace, patience, those kind of things. But he also said, I want you to put on the, the peace, the gospel of peace. I want you to put on the shoes of peace. And this crazy world that we live in, and honestly, we can all identify in some way of just the craziness of life and how it can take our focus on the things. He's like, no, no, I want you to put on the peace of God, the peace that comes from God, the, the, that he is sovereign, that he is in control of our lives no matter what. And I want you to put that, and I want you to stand firm in the peace that comes from God. And then he also said, I want you to put on, I want you to take on the identity of the truth, 
the belt of truth. And in a world where we, we hear lies all the time, we hear stuff coming at us all the time that we, after a while, we begin to think, well, maybe, maybe they're right. And maybe, maybe that is true. And, and, and these, these things become truths in our lives. And he's like, no, no, I want you to put on the belt of truth and who we are in Christ and who the word of God says that we are in him. And then Paul went on and said, in addition to all this, I want you to take up. I want you to make active some things in your life. I want you to make active the word of God. To not just have the word of God just be words on a page, but, but to have the Holy Spirit illuminate and make them active in your life. I want you also to activate your salvation, not just a perspective of eternity and what that brings us, but an active salvation, that we are no longer slaves to sin, that we might have sin in our lives, there might come, but we don't have to be in bondage to it because we can make our salvation active in him. And also to activate our faith, to have a faith that sees, sees reality, sees the world as it really is, sees the reality of situations. But like David, when he faced Goliath, was able to step into things and activate his faith. And we talked about this idea of activating your faith, even though you might not be able to see the final result, you might not be able to see what's coming, but to step in in faith and activate that faith. And while Paul, Paul ends the imagery of a soldier here, he doesn't end with his letter to the church on how to stand firm. He gives those seven things, but then he ends with one more thing. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. And that is the power and the importance of prayer. And I want to, I want to read from Ephesians 6, starting at verse 18. So it's just as right after he, he lists all the, uh, the armor of God that we're supposed to put on. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given to me that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might declare it fearlessly as I should. Paul brings up this idea that we are supposed to pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests and always keeping alert for all and praying for all of the Lord's people. We see the power and the importance throughout the Word of God. In various different places we see this and we see we know that the prayer of a righteous man can be powerful and effective. We see Jonah, who's in the belly of a well, of the whale, praying, and God delivers him. Moses, in front of the Red Sea, and prays to God, and he splits the sea. Hannah, who isn't able, is barren, not able to have a child, prays, and we see uh, that she has a son. Job, I love this. Job, when he had everything taken away, and when he had an encounter with God, and actually, when he prayed and um, accepted forgiveness and prayed for his friends, God restored his fortunes double fold. Praying for his friend and God restored his fortunes. You have Daniel who prayed and was um, just saved from the lion's den. And Peter prayed and, and he received a whole new vision and a whole new perspective. And Paul prayed and he, he saw people healed through his prayers. And Jesus himself, 
We see this cycle and this, this rhythm of his, his ministry where he would withdraw to the mountaintops and pray. And we see the power and the importance that he put on prayer as well. And Paul also wrote in, in another letter to the Philippian church, um, these words, and, I, and I'm sure if you're on social media, you've been seeing this plastered all over the place. But it's a verse that says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this morning, I wanted to do something a little different. I wanted to invite um, Kim and Betsy to join me here this morning. Uh, well, this morning, or whatever, we're online here. It's actually in the afternoon, but that's okay. They don't know that. It'll be our little secret. Um, uh, we have a prayer team here at Grace Point Church in Paradise, and you guys are really involved in that, obviously, and started that, and kind of give leadership to that, which is awesome. And so in the mornings, we, we ask them to fill out the connection cards, and you fill them out. Uh, today, on, you, know, you can do it online. There's a link there that you can do the same thing to get your prayer requests in. And those prayer requests go to our elder team and also our prayer team. And the, you guys, um, I've, I've always enjoyed you guys just kind of have this passion for prayer that goes beyond, I think, normal. I think we all kind of have those things in our lives that we're like, ah, I got a little bit more of an edge. Like, I just have this passion for this. And so I kind of wanted to start off with just the idea of where did that come from? That passion to kind of like take prayer to the next level, to kind of push into some of the, push beyond some of those things and into your prayer life. So if you guys want to share, I'd love to have you. Yeah, You're, this is Kim first, first. Yes. Kim and Betsy here. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have grown up in a Christian home um, watching my grandmother and my mom being prayer warriors in our church mm. and in our family. Um, so, but I really think when you asked this question, I was like, you know, I really think the time it really became my passion is when God used a book called um, Draw the Circle by Mark Patterson. Um, just it really opened my eyes to praying more boldly and just more often, and um, for me, it like just changed my lifestyle. It became more of a lifestyle for me, um, and um, so I would have prayed like while I'm folding laundry, and I try to turn the radio off and pray in the car like as I'm driving. Um, and so, as I started praying more intentionally in my life, um, it um, I prayed more intentionally in my life, and I started seeing God move more in my life. Mm. And then it just, after that, it just kind of becomes a ripple effect. Right, like the cycle more, of just seeing God's grows. favor. Right. Yes, and awesome. so that's probably where it started for me. That's uh, so cool. See? Well, some of that is true for me also. I grew up in a Christian home. Both my parents I would call prayer warriors. Yeah. I can remember being sick, a sore throat or whatever, you know, as a kid. And my dad's first reaction would be to pray for mm. us, not just go get the Tylenol. Um, but more recently, as a lot of you know, I lost my mother and my husband within five months of each other. They had both just completed almost two-year battles with cancer. And that was the journey that really drew my heart close to prayer. Um, during that time, I saw um, people just came around us and surrounded us with prayer. We, we knew that people were praying, and those, those prayers held us up. Um, we saw many answers to prayer. Some of them seemed like very small things, but each time we saw those, they helped us, I think, to even look more for God's working in our lives, and it really grew our faith during that time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, there's, there's stretching times, and, and, you know, we might get to it a little later, but it's ideas that God didn't maybe answer the prayers the way that you want them to, exactly. but you still sense that peace. You still Absolutely. have that peace that transcends, mm-hmm. and you experience that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I love the idea that the, the, the faith of, you know, seeing some results, seeing God's hand, and that encourages you to go more and deeper and deeper, and that, that cyclical effect of that exactly. is, is awesome. And you're both moms. We are. And, you know, and I don't, th- I don't know if there's many things that are as powerful as a praying mom. Sure. I mean, that is, you know, I know for myself I can experience that. My mom prays and continues to pray for me a lot, as you guys would know. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about this development. The prayer team, we didn't have a prayer team here before, and you guys kind of, like, helped get that up and running. And I remember like even VBS, you guys are like marching around the walls, literally outside, yeah, bathing it in prayer. And before this is anything, you know, but it, it's kind of got a little bit of structure behind it now. It's becoming a little bit more of a thing here that, that I know Tim has given some leadership to or helping with as well. And so, yeah, so what, um, how did it start? I mean, you, you kind of, you know, tell us a little bit about it. Like sure. what, what is it? Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly when it started. I think somewhere around 2016, probably. Okay, okay. Um, but it was born out of um, a desire by a handful of us here at church to be more intentional about praying for mm. church. And although I had a heart for prayer, it was actually Kim who suggested that we start meeting. Well, actually, let me just... <laughs> oh, we're, we're passing it. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't just me. It was... Um, I just remember one Sunday morning, I left the church service early. I wasn't sure... Why? Um, but I just remember feeling really full of the whole, like Holy Spirit that morning. Mm. God was moving in the congregation and in that service. And I walked out to the foyer, and Kyle Neff was there. And I was like, hey. And we started chatting. And it was just really cool. We started talking about how we wanted to see revival at GPC mm. and just started talking about prayer. And um, Kyle was just as excited as I was about starting something um, intentional at church. Um, so we talked about it, and we thought about some people who we wanted to share it with. Betsy was one of them that I wanted to talk to about it. Um, I had lunch with her, kind of shared what me and Kyle were talking about, and it just kind of came together. Um, at that time, Kyle and Colton Neff both were there at the beginning um, to help get it started. They both had just kind of came off of YWAM, um, and they just had seen just God work in amazing mm-hmm. ways. And so they were just just hunger, hungry for that um, here at GPC. Um, yeah, and so we just became more aware of others who shared the passion, and the group just slowly grew and grew. Yeah, I think we only had probably five or six of us in the yeah. beginning, mm-hmm. and uh, we just started meeting here in one of the Sunday school rooms um, monthly, mm-hmm. and we would just pray for different programs going on at GPC. We'd pray for the elder team, the pastors, um, the community, for revival in the community. And gradually, we wanted to be able to pray more specifically for what was going on. So I contacted Tim and told him our desires, and we, we wanted to really be respectful, respectful of people's confidentiality and all of that. So I said, can you just give us sort of like some general things that are going on without revealing? And he said, well, how about we just tell people we have a prayer team, and then we'll give you the, the request. So that's how we started getting the requests and that's still what happens um we have a group i think i counted 17 on the email list wow that's awesome um every week the the uh, prayer requests get forwarded to me i forward them out to the team and uh people pray as the lord bring things to their mind and as they're able to and then once a month we do meet here to pray um that group is smaller probably sometimes there's only two or three of us sometimes we have seven or eight of us it just depends who's able to come 
Um, and then people have also begun sometimes con contacting me if there's other prayer requests that come up through the week and they'd like people to pray or if there's updates on some of the things we've been praying for, um, I send those things out. So that's sort of how we work Great. right now. Yeah. Well, so if somebody is interested in, in, you know, joining this kind of thing, I mean, you can just fill out the card, communication card there online, or just, you know, shoot us an email to, and we'll, uh, we'll get you connected in the right ways mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's awesome. It's so cool to see that growing. So why, why is it so, so important to you? Like this, yeah, this isn't something that like the church came and said, hey, we want you to do it. Oh yeah, one more thing to do. And, you know, but it's like, no, this is something that's, driving and momentum is coming from your passion like mm -hmm. why is it why is it so important to you well we just have a passion to see god move in our church and in our community in our homes in ourselves and um, a couple months ago i was reading in hebrews 10 and 11 and that passage and parts of it have been coming god's been showing up with those mm -hmm. several times throughout my life since then but it's the whole passage where it talks about um, in the old testament and the old covenant all the processes that had to be gone through um, with the sacrifices and all of that and how it was only once a year after special um, sacrifices and processes that the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies and how Jesus is now that ultimate sacrifice and the veil has been split and there is none of that mm -hmm. anymore and we now have the privilege mm -hmm. to go directly mm -hmm. to the King of Kings to the throne and that's just been really powerful to me recently because that, that's a privilege that's been given to us, and it just seems really important that we take advantage of that privilege. Yeah, I think sometimes we just kind of, we, we don't see the importance of that. Mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't quite understand that through Christ we can enter into God's presence and, and talk to God. Like that's, yeah. Well, and I think that's like part of the whole reason he came and sacrificed sure. was because that's what his desire was for us to do. Right, to have that communion mm -hmm. between them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, the, another part that's important to us is the spiritual warfare that it's very real. Um, in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Um, as believers, we do have authority through the blood of Jesus to stop what the enemy is trying to accomplish. Um, just this week, Betsy and I were trying to prepare, you know, get ready for this up front here, and both of us each had an extra distraction, something unexpected, unplanned, that mm -hmm. took time, you know, and as so personally, as my week got fuller, I was like, this is, you know, I started having anxiety, and I was like, how am I going to do this? And my first thought when this all was happening was like, okay. The enemy does not like what's going to happen here Sunday morning. But then, you know, God has got the victory, and we will fight for that. And now, granted, to be completely honest, that took me a little longer to get to the second part, and my husband <laughs> and my mother kind of had to help, had to help remind me. That. Yeah. So, you know, it's not always our first reaction, too, to pray. You know, it's, sure. it's a constant daily, you know, whatever, struggle or choice. Mm -hmm. um, but God, you know, he does have this totally under control. He's, yeah, he's in control. He will help us. And yeah. So, I mean, that was cool to see that this week, even as we, yeah, we're trying to get up front here and get ready. Um, we also are called um, to use the armor God has provided for us. Um, just after Paul taught um, about the armor of God, he called us to pray. Um, I know you read that verse earlier in Ephesians uh, six eighteen. It just yeah, just to reinforce and enforce that that like we need to pray, be alert, praying on all occasions. I mean yeah, that would be another reason. 
We also, um, in, the, in the past few years, as a prayer team, have had the opportunity to pray for a couple marriages that mm. were struggling. Um, and it's just been really cool for us to be able to see how God has worked at bringing restoration mm. in those oh, lives. Wow. And um, so that, that's a great encouragement. Mm -hmm. Also, when I've had people pray over me, and I know Kim has said the same, there's just something really special as you can witness the way the Holy Spirit moves between people and among people, and it's it's just a huge blessing to be prayed mm -hmm. for, as well as mm -hmm. for, for both the person being prayed for and those mm -hmm. praying over them. Mm -hmm. It's encouraging. It's, it's just very so encouraging. encouraging. Yeah. 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 Um, also, another time is recently in the DR, last summer when we went as a team, we have a time um, every evening we gather for rooftop and it's like, you know, we had worship and there was like a small devotional or sharing time about your day. Um, and I was just blown away the one night, most of the nights after like the structure time, we had two young youth lead worship during that structure time, but then they also wanted to continue worshiping the Lord afterwards. And the one night I just didn't feel like staying and I was like, you know what, I just feel like I should stay. And it was really cool how it just turned into this spontaneous mm -hmm. prayer time of worship being led by these two youth uh -huh. who were called to worship. I mean, it was just, it encouraged me greatly and it was just cool to see the power of prayer happen and just that the next generation got mm -hmm. to experience that too, mm -hmm. you know, and that was, that was super cool. Um, and more recently at the women's retreat, we were talking about this. We had a Sunday morning, we had a time uh, that we offered one-on-one -on -one time prayer um, and many women responded. Women were vulnerable. They shared really, really hard stuff. And I felt like both the people who were praying for the ladies Absolutely. and the ones being prayed yep. for were just so blessed and just received so much from that time. Mm -hmm. And then we all got back together in a group and shared feelings about the weekend or just thoughts. And just that time I thought was special too. Mm -hmm. Just people sharing mm -hmm. and just, I mean, it was just a great time mm -hmm. to see yeah. God move. It's so yeah. awesome. Just that, that encouragement, yeah, that you receive both ways. It's not just a one-way thing. No, it's, it's not. And it's just, yeah. it, it, you can feel the Holy Spirit just mm -hmm. kind of empowering the situation and leading the situation, mm -hmm. which is awesome to do. And I, I want to go back just a little bit, that, that idea of, of being alert. I mean, you said about your week and these things that come at us, and you know, luckily pastors never feel that. Yeah. Uh, no, you know, yeah. Whose idea was it to preach on spiritual warfare for war weeks? Dumb idea. Anyway, yeah, you know, but I, that idea of being alert. You know, there's because those things just kind of come at you. It's life, yes. you know. And after a while, you you find yourself caught up in this stuff, and you're like, wait a minute, whoa! This is spiritual warfare. This is God trying to get my mind off of what He wants me to be thinking about. And yeah, I love that idea. And, and Paul says this idea: being alert, it for what it yeah, is. calling yeah. it, yeah, yeah seeing absolutely. it, yeah. And sometimes it takes me a little while, unfortunately. You know, I get caught up, and I'm like, and sometimes it takes other people, like you right. said, to say, ah, you know, wait a minute here, <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. So that's awesome. Um, so how can someone take that next step. You know, maybe it's not they're not quite ready to join the prayer team and they're not like, yeah, whatever. But in, in their journey and maybe in your journey, referencing your journey kind of thing, what are what is maybe the next step that someone can take to kind of just move into their prayer life a little deeper? Um, we, yeah, pay attention to what's going on around you. Mm. I mean, yeah, mm. and, and what other people's lives, like what people are sharing with you. Be a good listener and then pray for their needs and hurts. Um, when someone comes into your mind, I say this to my kids all the time, mm. you know, people come to your mind and that is the Holy Spirit living in you. Mm -hmm. Like that is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Pray for them, you know? Mm. And then if you feel led, send them a note of encouragement telling them that you're mm. praying for you, you know, for them. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like when somebody mm. steps out and says, I'm praying for you or gives me a word or something, I'm like, yes, this yeah. is awesome. This is what it's all about. And, um, 
Also, when you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, make sure you pray for them. <laughs> Actually do it. Yeah, <laughs> right? that's a yes. good thing. Yeah. And also, like, sometimes it's just hard to know what to pray for somebody. And just pray over scripture. So often, mm. I, over my kids and even my husband, I just pray um, Galatians 5.22, where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. And just all those attributes. I mean, who doesn't want to be filled with love, peace, mm. patience, yeah. kindness, self-control, mm. gentle, you know. All those are just... Yeah, I try to do that often because right. you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. and inserting yeah, your name into yeah, some yeah, of those exactly. things. Yes. Inserting huge. their names yeah. into that. Make verse. it personal. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One other thing that came out of Ladies Retreat, I, I think a lot of us have heard the acronym um, ACTS mm-hmm. as far as adoration, uh, confession, thanks, and supplication. Somebody shared their um, maybe a little more catchy way. Um, someone had taught her to say, wow, sorry, thanks, and help. And I think so often our prayers are just the help part. Mm-hmm. But God really wants to have us have those other aspects too, the, uh, the wows and, and uh, all of those parts. And then scripture, um, I would agree as well. There's so many different ways you can pray scripture. There's the different names of God, which mm-hmm. describe mm-hmm. his characteristics. I know recently, um, you know, I was focused on God as my healer when we've been praying over Matt Eby. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just... All that's going on in our world today, there's so many attributes of God that really speak to that. Um, promises of God. Um, I have um, also I've had a list of uh, who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ. I think those verses are good reminders. There's also a book by um, Stormio Mardian called The Prayer That Changes Everything. And I've used that. Somebody had given it to me a few years ago. It's just a good reference book. It talks about praise being really what... Um, is powerful in our Mm -hmm. prayers, Mm -hmm. but it also has different chapters based on what's maybe what challenges you're facing right now and Mm -hmm. then scriptures for those. So it's just an easy reference that if this is my challenge, here's some scriptures that relate to that and it makes it easy to pray for. That's awesome. Good, good stuff. Um, Yeah, thank you. Okay, so then what what do we do? Uh, The tough question, you know, the one that that everyone, if they're honest, it happens, you know, we struggle with in some way, shape, or form. I mean, we all love to be Miss Claire and have those times where we see God's hand move, and it's so awesome. We have those wow experiences, and it's just so easy to praise God because the marriage is healed. This is going on, you know, and we need to celebrate those things. We need to joyfully celebrate those. But what happens when God doesn't respond the way that we, he should, <laughs> the way that we think he should, the way that he wants. And, and I know, yeah, you yeah. mentioned, we, you both have been through traumatic things where it didn't end up the way that you wanted it to end up. Right. And, and what do we do in those moments when, you know, God doesn't do what we think he should do? I think that's because we're not God. Yeah. <laughs> but I want it this way. <laughs> Why could it be any other yeah. way? I, I think God does always answer prayer. That doesn't mean he always does what we've asked him to do because he, uh, he's sovereign. He has a much bigger plan than what you or I can see or understand. Um, sometimes I think later in our life we might see why he answered that way. And I think some things we won't see until we get to glory because right. it's just it's too complex of a picture. And we don't, although we think we know a lot, we really <laughs> don't. Yeah. We know a really yeah. small piece. Either of what's he's going sovereign on. or he's not. Exactly. One of the two. Exactly. It's really, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Did you have anything else? Well, and we were also talking about how sometimes he doesn't even answer it in our generation. Mm. Like that prayer request mm-hmm. will live on, per right. se, and it'll right. get answered in the right. next generation. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So and, I, and I think that there's times where 
you know, miracles happen today. They still happen today. And, and I think sometimes the miracle is not in a change of the circumstance around us or the situation around us. And, and sometimes we're looking for that. We're praying for that. But sometimes the miracle is the transformation of our minds. And, yeah. and that idea of, like, okay, I'm now able to see this from a different mm-hmm. perspective. I'm able to, to have peace in the midst of this. And, wow, I can, I can thank God for the peace right. that I'm experiencing in this circumstance that I don't want to be in. And yeah, so that, I, that was certainly true with the losses that I've had. Yeah, I mean, I'm you sure. Know, you, you just we didn't get them to live. No, but God has grown uh, my daughters and myself and and those around us in ways that I don't know how that would have happened without mm-hmm. us going through what right. we did. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's awesome. And I I know that even as I'm a chore in my my prayer life. I, I've experienced this idea of, of a little less of help me with this, help me with that, help me, and a little bit more of just, God, show me your perspective mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. That's really what I'm looking for. I know you're in control. I know you're sovereign. So just help me, help my mind understand and have peace with what's happening more than give me this, give me that kind of thing. And I still do that some, so I'll, I'll still. <laughs> give, that, give me your eyes to yes. see. Uh, uh, there's a song, and I think that's mm-hmm. so true. I just, yeah. you know, help me understand. And Again, some things we'll never understand, but right. at least if we can see things more from his perspective, I think that's awesome. helpful. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for coming and sharing. Thank you for, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if you guys, you know, prayed that you wouldn't have to speak in front of people, so we had to record, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll let that go, but thank you. I know that, um, you know, normally at this time we clap for people that help, but since it's online, go ahead and click the like button, click the, you know, heart, you know, flying up kind of thing. Comment, let them know that uh, they did a great job, and also we, we'll probably even put on some links for those books that they recommended as well for you to follow up on. Well, as we close this series, I wanted to close with just one different idea, a, a kind of a, a, a side idea here a little bit. Um, we talked a little bit about how the Word of God is more than just words on the page. It's more than just um, maybe the context or whatever, but uh, sometimes God speaks to us just, just through enlightening things and, and just in the context of things. And as I was preparing and, and kind of in more of an observation mode of, okay, what's going on here? Um, the Lord laid something on my heart, and I just wanted to end with this and this series with this and share um, this with you. But Paul wrote this letter to this church um, when he was imprisoned, when he was in a circumstance that he didn't necessarily well, really want to be in. Um, and, and Paul took this time, and, and, and he said in all of his letters, he ended up writing four letters, which are now books of the Bible, that, and, and he asked the church, he's like, you know, pray that I can be released. Pray that I can, you know, be released from my chains and, and you know, from prison. And I, I found it interesting that I, he wasn't really praying so that I could be released and, and from this circumstance so that I can go home and, you know, be with my friends and I can kind of live my comfortable life. But no, he he's praying because he has this passion to go out and spread the gospel to be able to go out to the churches physically or to plant new churches. He has this passion for the word of God, the gospel to be spread. And yet he's caught in a circumstance that he doesn't want to be in. But what he does in that moment is that he takes time and he does what he can do. And that is he can write letters and send letters out. And some 1,958 years later, we are today, via online technology, which could technically go around the world, 
using his letters and millions of people are encouraged by how do we stand firm as Christians because Paul was faithful in the circumstance that he was in to continue to encourage. And now we have those letters and now we are being encouraged because he was in a circumstance where he might not really have wanted to be in. So if you find yourself today in a circumstance that you know that God is calling you to bigger things or better things or this, you know, man, he wants to use me in this way, but you're not there and he has you in a different circumstance, I want you to go ahead and be like Paul and just use whatever is around you and try to encourage others around you with whatever you can do at this point in your circumstance right now. And I just, um, I hope that you've been encouraged by this series called Stand Firm that we've been in. And if you'd like to, it'd be great to have your feedback. You can just put them in the comments below or email me or just kind of get them to the church here. But I'd love to hear kind of what has kind of stirred in your spirit throughout these four weeks. Maybe it's been the idea of, you know, I've been fighting against just flesh and blood and just this idea that I need to turn away from that and not fight things like the world does. Maybe it's this idea of right righteousness, and I've been trying to do good things on my own, but things just keep falling short, and I know that I keep falling short, and we can put on Christ's righteousness. Maybe it's peace. Maybe it's the gospel of peace that this world around us, and I can stand firm because of the peace and the sovereignty that God offers. Or maybe it's his truth, and you've been listening to the lies too long, and we can stand on the truth of who we are, who God says and wrote down in his book of who we are, in him. Or maybe it's just activating the word of God in your life and taking it to another level or activating salvation and knowing that you're not in a bondage to sin, that you can live victorious lives. Or maybe it's just the challenge to have an active faith, to step into a situation that you don't know how it will turn out, but you know that you need to step into it because God is calling you to step into that and to have the faith to do that. Or it's just this encouragement to pray to pray for each other, to take your prayer level to the next level, to, to take um, just to encourage one another. And I know that we're in a, a weird season where we're physically not able to meet here for at least the next two weeks, but that gives us the opportunity really to, to, to really truly be the church and not just do church and say hi for a little bit on Sunday mornings, but actually I encourage you to find ways to be creative, to connect with each other and that weekend with your neighbors and to be able to use virtual stuff or, or just different technology to be able to still encourage one another. So I hope that you've enjoyed this series, and I want to close just with a word of prayer here at this time. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that for this letter that Paul wrote to this church, encouraging us to pray for each other, encouraging us to have your perspective, encouraging us to put on the full armor of God that so no matter what happens in this world, no matter if we're seeing victories in our life or we're seeing struggles in our lives, Lord, that we are centered and we are able to stand firm in this life because of your armor, because of your strength, because of your power. Be with us, Lord, especially this week and this season as, as we are trying new ways to encourage one another and to support one another and to love one another and to still be the church. And I just thank you for this reminder. I thank you for this letter that Paul wrote to us and gave to us. Encourage us to walk and to step in faith in brand new things. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.